My name is Crystal Fotts. I am currently the Northeast Girls Ministries Rep. The title of this workshop was Mentoring Badges and Clubs, Oh My. Um, uh, I've been in Girls Ministries since I was in the third grade. So that's a long time at this point. Um, this morning at 5.45, I felt like I should do something different when I than what I had planned, so here goes. <laughs> I'll just be honest. Um, I'm going to share my heart for where I came from. I do girls' ministries because somebody did it for me. We're called to mentor girls because the Bible tells us to. And I had leaders that were willing to think outside the box and live their life in front of me, not only weekly when we met at church in the traditional sense, because I am a product of the traditional version of girls' ministries, but they were also willing to live their life as they talked about what they were going through. I had a leader at some point in her career that she was sharing about, I was probably middle school at the time, and she was sharing about when she was dating what her spouse asked her to do and how she handled that situation. So they were willing to be real in front of me. So I don't know if I'm a huge traditionalist, as in here's the program, you have to follow the program, or when I start my trainings, when I do them in uh, my area, um, I start with the goal is to reach and teach girls for Christ and win them through love and acceptance. And if you look at everything you do through that lens, then you're doing your job. That's my heart. That's what I do. And I say that with, I know where you are. I'm a wife, a mother of two. I'm a public school teacher, so I work full time. I go to church, and sometimes on Wednesday nights, I'm tired. Um, I've led every group from rainbows to, I don't think I've done teen, I don't think I've done high school, but I've done every other group. And in my job, I've done every age group. And I walk the halls that our girls walk on a daily basis and I had a pastor just within the last month ask me why do gender specific ministry and I said because we're different boys and girls are different and I look at my students at school and my girls come in and they want to talk to me they want me to notice their hair they want me to notice their clothes they want me to notice if there's something different and they want to have a conversation with me my boys come in and go look at this cool trick I can do with my Rubik's Cube so I'm like oh that's fine I mean, but they want to show me something and I think that speaks to why we need gender specific because we learn in different ways we relate in different ways with that being said as I was thinking about what to say to you today I'm like I don't know who you are I don't know where you are in your ministry and I thought back to when I first started doing this, and the thing that was most beneficial to me was the time where I had time with other leaders to share. So I'm going to be brave this morning, and my peanut gallery over there will help me. <laughs> um, I don't know what you came expecting today. So I would like to open it up to more. I mean, I have stuff prepared, and I prepared, and it's not like me. They will tell you for me to go off the cuff and... That, but I want to give you time. We can answer each other's questions about how to do this in a traditional way. Angela's going to talk more non-traditional after me. But I don't know what you come needing. So I'd like to open it up for you to think about what questions you have. If you have a wealth of information in this room with yourself, as well with some of the leadership that's in this room, what did you come wanting to get out of this session?
Does anybody have? I need tricks. Tricks as in. <laughs> All right, let me tell you where I'm coming from. Um, I became a girls ministry coordinator last year. We have a very small church, and in the beginning of the season, it was wonderful. I had plenty of kids. I had plenty of teachers. And just about Christmas time, we took a break over Christmas holiday, and when we came back, I had nobody. It was me and three little girls. And this year, we attempted it again, and it was worse than before. I had plenty of teachers, but no kids. So um, we took a break, and we decided that since our church is so small, that we were going to go with a club instead of girls' ministry because our Royal Rangers coordinator wasn't doing his job very well. So, so I kind of got caught up in trying because I, I, I mean, I read the coordinator's book, um, you know, and I and I have taught rainbows and stars and crims. Um, but I don't know how to, to bring them in to bring bring everybody in, and I don't know how to teach these kids because I've got one in kindergarten, I've got two in first grade, I've got one in sixth grade, you know, and then the boys are just everywhere. So <laughs> I, I'm kind of climbing the walls. I'm scared. There. I'm scared to death because I don't know how to do this. I think that's an out-of-the-box question, but I just talked to a pastor this morning that they meet with one club. And that's they, what we were planning on. And they pick a topic, and they pick, they, they draw from the curriculum that the most kids fall in that age group, and they start there. And then they build their club around that. Okay. And there's nothing wrong. I, Angel's sitting there going, there's nothing wrong with that. You totally going to cover that. I, I would agree with Crystal. If I was speaking to that myself, it would be choose a topic, choose what's going to work in a combined setting, get them all together for their teaching, and then separate your boys and your girls for a small group when you're talking about the questions. When you're diving a little bit deeper, they can answer those questions accordingly based on gender at that point. But a lot of times the lesson is... The lesson can be the, the same. Lesson, yeah. Well, I also thought, and you guys helped me with this, I've got a couple of teenagers. And um, what I was going to try and incorporate is have them kind of disciple the littler ones, you know, because they're more mature. They've been in the church for much longer. They know all the Bible stories. So I was going to try and incorporate them into helping us teach you know, especially if we have a kid that really isn't getting it for whatever reason. You know, sometimes kids can Explain communicate kids. with kids better than adults can. Well, and that's the whole mentoring process. <coughs> Anyways, you're teaching them to be leaders. And I would, I, when I taught junior high, I always taught my girls, you are now one of the oldest girls here. Right. You need to find a buddy. You need to... to be filling in with them and giving, being that person that they can look up with and help. And we would allow them to help at events. And if we were doing the sleepover, maybe they did the skit. You know, so yeah, I would say use your... Anybody else have anything else they want to add? As far as where to find kids, I'm a huge proponent of you have to figure out where in your community the kids are and you have to go there. 
you have to find a way in whether it's you know at the local soccer club find a way in where you're giving them snacks where you're where you have a connection because there has to be a draw there they don't automatically come to church anymore I would answer that in your best supply of kids is the kids you have already. So I encourage kids to bring visitors. Mm-hmm. We still work on the point system. So they actually get points for bringing visitors. Then after the fourth time, they're members. And then I would also encourage, because uh, we break for Christmas too. We have two weeks off, and then we come back. Try to do, like, promote a lead-in event. You know, so you're going to have to do, you know, mentoring is also doing, you need to do events. Events is what brings them in, and they're having fun, but events, and then that's when you get to disciple them and mentor them. Well, and if you can plant that seed before the break. Yeah. So when you come back, then da 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 da, we're having this. Party, or we're having a skating party, or we're doing this, and so then that way they come back. And then in the summer, we break in the summer. Every summer, right before we start, two weeks before we start, I send out postcards to everybody. Can't wait to see you. You know, you're moving up to this class, you know, and stuff like that. So, any personal contact? We run on a school, traditional school calendar. So, we're off mid May. School in our district starts mid May and begins mid August. So we're ending and beginning mid-May and beginning mid-August now. And then we take off for, we take, we're running traditional. So when they're off at Thanksgiving, we're off. When they're off at Christmas, we're off. Yeah, we do the same thing. Because otherwise I'd have one kid show up or two kids show up. And it's, and it gives the teachers a break too. But that seems to work for our church. Um, I was going to say like getting kids in, um, if you're at the school where your church is at, will allow you. I pass out flyers at the beginning of the year um, to the school that our church is located in. Oh, and I never thought get, about that. You get girls that way. Well, if you also notice, each club has two names. I think part of the reason in the design of that is if you have a school district that is, then you call it the other thing, so it's not so... Yeah. Stars is the fun club. Yeah. Friends is the where you belong club. I mean, come up with something that... Maybe it doesn't feel so churchy, yeah. but it gets you in the door. One of, <clears throat> one of the issues that we've seen through the years, and I don't just do girls. I didn't see that little thing underneath. I, even, I, I'm a kids' church leader. That's all right. Uh, bunch of kids from both sexes. But one of the things is that when you're working with children, they can't drive their cars like the youth group. So you've got to engage the parent in order to get the child there. And one of the things we tried to do, it didn't work wonderfully well, but it worked a little bit, is the youth group drives to church. And some of them have brothers and sisters. And if the parents are willing, we ask the youth if they could bring their younger siblings with them. And that kind of that kind of helped, but it, it didn't help 100 percent because a lot of parents don't want the little kids riding with teenagers because teenagers aren't always going straight home and things. But but those were a couple of suggestions that, that we had: is engage the parents and try to find transportation for these kids. One place I worked, we ran a bus ministry, but that requires insurance and uh, it's a big deal. 
don't even have a church be hit. We're that small. I think even getting contact and starting your own Facebook page. We've done that. Which involves the parents, because usually adults are more on Facebook now than kids are. They say it's for the old people. <laughs> but it's part of getting the parents involved and knowing, hey, this is coming up. Hey, we're taking a break. Hey, we're starting back up. And then that keeps them uh, what schedule's going on. There's always good old-fashioned personal contact as well. Yeah. Right I am a product of the Prim sponsor going to my mom weekly for two months. Going, We have this club for your daughter, and yeah. I really would like her to come. And I kept going, Mom, I'd really like to go. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, after about two months, I ended up going. And so there is that, too. Did you have something you wanted to add, Angel? I just, with that Facebook, taking advantage of that, I think a lot of us are guilty, um, and maybe that's too broad of a statement, of having a Facebook group that only promotes what we want them to do. Um, but having a Facebook group that not only promotes that, but offers resources, offers here's things you can do at home with your own kids, giving them parental tips and things like that can also help boost your social media platform so that when they're getting a notification, their brain isn't going, well, they want this from me, or they want me to go here, they want me to bring this, but it's, oh, there might be something in here that I can use and that will have value to my ministry, to my life, to my home. So it's for the parents and the kids, not just for the club. Just an idea. Any, another direction. Anybody has a question? You came here with me. I can't get my girls to memorize their verses, and I won't give them their badges unless they do. Well, that's another thing. Um, we had a really long story. So I wrote it up on our dry erase board. We used to do this back when I was in friends and all that. Um, but I, we would say it, you write right. a couple words yeah. at a time, say it again. Yeah. I was shocked because the week before that we had like a one-liner verse. They couldn't get it to save their lives. They all were saying it without looking. By the end of, the, end of that night, then the next week they remembered it. I was like baffled when it worked, but we've been doing that. One of the, yeah, one, it's old school, school but, but she did it with them. And that is huge. Um, I can tell you as a public yeah. school teacher, Homework. Forget yeah. it. Yeah. If you're expecting a parent to help that girl at home, it's probably not. Life is too busy. Life is too crazy. That's just another thing on my list to check off. Um, if you can do as much as you can in the time you have with the girls to help them be successful, there's... Um, Games. If you go on Pinterest, there's all kind. The stand. Everybody wearing this color. Stand up and shout the verse. Say it in a crazy name. I mean, all of that is old school. The girls don't, haven't done it, so they think it's fun. Then um, there are some techie ones out there. There's a game I used at, at school called Kahoot, and I actually researched it this week when I was looking. Um, and somebody in girls' ministries is using it because there's at least two quizzes on there where it's one of the friend's memory verses and there's ten questions, but it's each line of the memory verse with a word missing. And if you're teaching older girls or you have access to some devices, um, they log in and they have four choices on their device. And it's a race to see who can hit that word the fastest. So there's a, a tech. Our friend's uh, sponsor actually helped me pass the friend's she gave me, I had a little uh, recorder, and she sang the verses to promote her songs, Fire Mode of the Dell or whatever, and I learned those verses, and the girls love it. 
she did a rap to one, she did, it, it was awesome, and I told her that we should record her and like put it out there yeah. to the leaders, because that's what girls get, and I can remember that, she did it with the references as well, so yeah. it works. We've actually done it where we made like accordion bands, then they would like fan themselves and say it in a southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> or um, playing the games where you take the memory verse and then you break it down into lines and mix it up and then, okay, let's put the memory verse back in order you know, and break them into teams. For the younger ones, I do the silly, they love it, I don't know why, but I'll do, you, you throw in a silly word for one of the words in the verse and they have to tell you which word was wrong or yeah. do something crazy. You're just playing with them. And I've You're done that on the board where you actually write instead of the world, like through the world or, you know, make word pictures with the memory verse and then do like she does. And we've been doing that. So that must have been like something that's been around forever. It's been around. Because I've been doing, I did that when I did Friends, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And just erase the word, say it again. Erase three words, say it again. By the end, there's nothing left, and right. they know the verse. Yeah. But you can switch it up. There's all different kinds of things. It just depends on the group and the age level. Last week, too, um, at the team book conference, we actually taught one of the sessions on art journaling. And I had never heard of it before. And it was actually, oh, Bible you know, you could do scrapbooking with it or anything like that, and then you take an individual scripture to help them learn it. And they're doing their own artwork as they're learning the scripture. And ask, your girls are a wealth of information in that area. Ask them how they like to learn. You have, I never taught a unit the same way twice when I was teaching friends because it always depended on who was in front of me. Because they have different likes, different strengths, different weaknesses, different interests. So I always, and girls' ministries allows you to tailor it to them if you're willing to. ministries, but what if you acted out on Snapchat the scripture and encourage them to share it on their story then? Like, so not only are we going to learn, you know, doing this being silly and having a blast with our friends, but now it's on my story. Now my friends who don't know Jesus are seeing us have fun together. They might not know what it means, but it's it's laughs and it's giggles. It's getting them hands on. Well, you can still, you can do that. I did it with the rainbow. The same thing, not Snapchat. Yep. But I just took my phone out and I videoed each kid saying their memory. But they thought it was best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Oh, let me watch it again. Okay, let me see so and so. It's uh, they they take their visual. So I mean, we play. And I mean, I'm like, okay, that was a silly idea, but it worked. And it's it's where they're at. What else would you like to pick our brains about? I always change. I, I'm not afraid to stray from. I mean, I use the basic concept of the story, but I may change some of the information within the story to be more acceptable for today's kid. Some of the material is, I mean, the stars, some of the stuff needs updating, but I just change it up. Um, one unit, the creation unit, um, had some suggestions for projects and the friends. 
but it was old school songs. So we had an old school night, and they thought it was great. It was throwback to the 80s, and I played a bunch of 80s songs. And they're like, this is old school. I'm like, well, I didn't need that. <laughs> this is my time. But, um, but they thought it was fun, but it was a way to use the material differently. But it is the material that was still in the book. You know, I think the, the heart of it is the concept, the lessons, inf- main points is what you want to go. What you put around that depends on you, depends on your girls. But that main point is what you're driving for. Stop raising your hands. I feel like I'm at work to speak. (laughs) Is there any chance that any of the material is going to be updated? That's an angel question. Yes, they're actually working on it in the office. Each year for the next couple years, they'll be re-releasing news um, guides as a whole. So they started this year, and forgive me for not remembering which one it was, uh, but they are every year doing new and updated books. So it's happening. It's in the works. It obviously takes quite a bit of manpower and hours. So they're committing to one uh, one club level a year. I think so they started with the older ones, did they not? Friends and girls only are done. And even as you, as you, um, I'm so sorry. This is a little Go. hijacking. Um, You're not hijacking at all. The journals look very different. If you haven't noticed, they're in individual booklets, and they have, I think, four to six lessons in them. So they're really trying to modernize. This is what a teenage girl might buy at a bookstore and want to look at. Um, so, yeah, those are done, and I want to say STARS is done, but I could be. I don't know if it's out yet, though. I haven't I seen it out. It will be soon. There's The next one is done, though. The transitioning is going to be a little difficult. But I don't know if it's a total... Well, when you buy a book, like, say, in Girls Only, and you're, you know, and then now they've, tr- I can tell they've switched, so we're still kind of like, okay, let's use what we have yeah. until we face, you know, these girls that are only got a few more years. So it's, and, but then you go, okay, how do I buy the curriculum? when now they're in books, so now we have to make sure that we're teaching. It's, it's, it is a little different, but... You have to update eventually. Everybody does. Well, I, I, myself, I think what we have now is so outdated. It's just the kids. It's not their. It's not their world. It's not their time, and it, and it's really difficult sometimes to teach some of the lessons because they become very, very bored fast. Well, that's why I say. Yeah. I think the topics are still relevant. It's the information around the topics I'm speaking, but if that's... And I I think that's what needs updated. The topics, even, I think, in some of the younger girls' clubs are still very... I mean, the rainbow lessons I've been teaching still fit for a rainbow, but I'm like, this story's really hokey. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can get ideas. I know I have with... um, you know, using technology. I mean, do a search, um, you know, do a Google search on the topic, you know, and it gives you, like you said, stick with the basic Bible story, but it might give you an different ideas of a more modern, you know, a more um, pertinent thing or whatever that will pertain to them. And then I know that we, last year, I think when we did Synergy, was when one of the classes showed, I mean, the actual Ohio Girls Ministry or the um, district website, they have ideas on there, too. National website, yeah, national, we don't yeah, have any on for different classes, and I don't know, you, you can, you know, 
just kind of search for ideas that way. Because you're you're reading this, and all of a sudden they're like, "What's that word? What does that mean?" I mean, it, it makes sense to us. But, but I think that that's where you as that's where you as a leader have to switch it up, switch it up a little bit. Yeah. And I don't think it's so. It doesn't have to be so scripted that you you can still use the program, but insert what fits. And the other thing, like I give the example, I used to substitute teach in a community that was um, very rural. And the story I happened to have to teach that day had to do with the city. The Amish kids had no idea <laughs> what a taxi was, other than it was the person that picks me up when I can't take my horse and buggy. That's usually a van, and I'm talking about a taxi cab. So you have to put it in the context for your church, because even I would venture to guess when you're trying to write a curriculum, you're not going to find something that fits every situation. www.ngm.org. I go there often. That's where you get all your points for kids information. What else? Local leadership in your area. Local leadership in is your there, area. Is there some way that we can find out who? What are you? What's your area? Youngstown, Harvard. That would be me because I'm standing in right now. <laughs> okay, because like we got I, a while ago, our pastor's wife got a um, men, uh, a calendar of mm-hmm. events, but there was no information at all on where they were, what time they were, where. So, like, we had no... I'll give you my email. Okay. <laughs> P-C-F-A-A-T is in Tom, Z is in Zebra, at embarkmail.com. Wait a minute. E-M-B-A-R-Q. Thank you. M-A-I-L.com. E-M-B-A-R-Q. And M-A-I-L.com. A lot of things on Ohio Girls Ministry... We just use it as a sounding board to, hey, where's this? What are we doing? You know, what's going on? Are we supposed to bring stuff to events or, you know, questions? So I always find that helpful. And be sure to follow the page, not just the group. The page is for advertisement. The page is going to have more of the details of the event. The group is meant to be a group, to ask questions. Hey, what are you doing for badges? What are you doing for your ceremonies? Uh, Quick reminders, typically, but you're going to... Get the information that you need from A, the web page, and B, the Facebook page itself. So just remember that there are two separate entities there. It will help with the communication. There's a Facebook page for the Girls Ministries? Mm-hmm. Ohio Girls Ohio Ministries. There's one for most of the North. Uh, the Northeast area has one, and I tag most of the Youngstown Warren leaders into it so yeah, the greater has one and a lot of churches have their own so and I'm not far from you if you need something I'm only 20 minutes from London okay other questions you guys are too quiet for 10 o'clock in the morning
when I teach fourth graders, it's way too plain. We've answered all your questions. That's what any ideas on anything? I'm just looking for ideas. See what I brought. Yeah, you give us some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, I did prepare, but I just... Um, this is something I thought was good for coordinators to ask your leaders to do. Um, they use, a couple of my co-teachers use it, um, a sub-tub. So you find out at the last minute you're going to be absent. I, if I were doing girls' ministries with this, I would have a calendar of possibly what lessons I am so somebody has a clue of where you are if you haven't given that to your coordinator already or whoever's overseeing your group but in here I would include maybe a, a craft a quick craft if somebody has to come in last minute and run your group uh, a quick couple game ideas information about your girls such as allergies and whatnot, anything so it's all in one place in your club room and somebody can just come in and grab it and know that there's something in there the key to that is when you've missed a week, you have to come back and change out your sub-tub to something different. So there's a quick idea for you. Um, I stole these. These are This is big in school right now, and one of the things I say is you don't want your clothing to look like a classroom because they've been in school all day. And technically, this is what my classroom looks like. These are not pictures of my classroom, but I have seats like this. And these, I use beanbag chairs, I use body pillows, I use, um, you can take one of these crates and take a yoga ball and partially inflate it for your wigglers. We use balls. Yes. Yeah. We use balls. I don't use the yoga balls in my classroom because my boys roll them all over the place. So if I put it in a crate, it can't go anywhere, but they still... Balls are, balls are tools, not toys. Yes. Um, these are kind of cute. I don't know if you can see that picture really well, but it looks like a little scoop kind of chair, and they can curl up in it. Um, if you were going to go to something like this, I would also suggest clipboards for them to write on or color on, or lap desks. You can find those things inexpensively. Even just beach chairs if you find them on clearance. We have a variety of choices, in, in my co-teacher and I, in our classroom, and we... We have we introduced them one at a time, and you do silly things like, this is this chair. This is how we use this chair, correct? You have to set them up for success. And then we have rules like that. If you use it inappropriately, then you lose that, that option. I have yet to have that issue because they don't want to lose that option. Um, they love the body pillows, and I found them at Target for like five bucks, and they're like the big ones. Uh, but yoga mats, even at, um, I don't know if you guys have five belows out by you, but I found a lot of my alternative seating in those cheap. Um, these we made. My co teacher's grandfather made them. I stole these from Miss Christine, I think. Are those your pictures? <laughs> she had some great pictures up on the website for decor, so I. I Facebooked her last week. Said, so "Can I steal them?" So, I mean, that goes right along with the alternative seating. Freshen it up. You don't want it to look like a classroom. You want it to look like a space. Even classrooms, right now, look more like coffee shops to me than. It, we're in the process of designing a new school, and it's all about not looking like a school. <laughs> it's not. Tra- school all day. They don't want to come and sit. Right. Like 
But I, what, I, what I'm saying to you is if school is getting away from looking like school, then they come to church and it looks like school, it's not going to be as inviting even as what they're seeing for six hours a day. Um, so those are up there. Any questions on any of those kind of things? My only situation like with us is at our church, we use the classrooms for Sunday school. Mm-hmm. So it's... It's hard when you try to incorporate all girly girl stuff. It doesn't have to be girly girl. Like these things, we still have traditional seating in our classroom. And I, a lot of times, will call it for my students. We're going to meet at our meeting place. That means I want your attention. I want your attention focused on me. And these are set up just around the perimeter of the room. So a lot of these, like you can see, these stack. So if you're sharing the space or you're using it for multi-purpose, we try to find things that we can stack, set around the perimeter, so that somebody else is using the room. And we have to be nice. You have to share. But maybe the other leader that is using that room, if you design it so it doesn't look 100% girly, maybe they would be interested in it too. But we, most of these are pretty easily stored away, and they don't take up the whole space. The other thing it gives you is, I know at my current church we have issues with we don't have enough place for them to play so if you're using something you can move out of the way and you get rid of some of the tables and chairs you now have a big room to play games in so that's what I brought for that I don't know what else I project ideas anybody have some uh, project ideas you want to share any questions about projects I know that was always a hard thing for me What different things you do for projects as far as when they have to do each unit and complete a project? Pinterest. Yeah. Pinterest. Is <laughs> Pinterest. Um, I put up here, I mentioned the game Kahoot. This is how you spell it. If you want to go and check that out, it's kahoot.com. It'll take you to a website. You can sign up for a free account. I can show you, maybe. If the Wi-Fi is working. A lot of times with the projects and stuff, to try to involve, like, people's giftings. Like, recently, the girls only and us, my mom is does pottery, so they're doing pinch pots. And I think it's easier for the older girls, because theirs is, like, a six-week long, and so you have more time, I think, maybe to do other uh, crafts. Some of you talked about your break time. I know at my current church we don't break in the summer, but we have different ladies come in and maybe have a movie night or a lady come in and share one week. We make cards with the girls and turn it into a project. But um, so I mean, those are. It doesn't have to be a craft. It does not. You know, a cross. 
It can be an outing too. Yeah. I mean, I always look for opportunities to live outside the club room. So you're living in front of your girls, whether it be an event, whether it be we're gonna go. We just did a unit on this. We're gonna go, or you know, your girls have an interest. We're gonna go find out about this in our community. Um, I'm sorry if this starts playing music. It's really obnoxious. <coughs> go badge specific for girls only I know one of the leaders that I have um, they're doing Lynn help me preparing for marriage is that what the, uh, she worked out with a local bridal shop store that each girl got to go in and try on one dress and they, they made it a whole outing they did lunch and that kind of thing but it was just a way to get them excited about what they were studying and this is not going to pull up it's going to circle for a landing forever um, I have I asked my son, I said, what's out there? Be, I would suggest even be aware of what your girls are using. He said, Mom, don't tell the ladies about that. It messes it up for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anything else you'd like to go? Just hands on as much as possible. Hands um, on and doing. The, the, the craft or the project, again, like you said, doesn't have to be something written. I had a group of girls that said, we want to do something around the church. And so I went to the pastor and I said, what needs to be done that 10-year-olds can do? And um, we ended up washing all the windows we could reach. We've done that for friends even when they're doing my church. Mm-hmm. And we bought them spray bottles and we let them spray the walls and wipe them down. And stuff. But, uh, yeah, involving them is a big thing. The, the healthy, you know, what you're learning about health. Uh, do a progressive dinner. Have them bring five bucks and like, okay, so we're at McDonald's. What's your healthiest option? You know, like you go through what's your main course, what's your whatever. But there are side salads, there are baked potatoes at Wendy's, there are like being creative in what would be the healthiest choice. And that's fun. They're eating out at fast food restaurants and having a good time. So there's a project where they just did something hands-on. They were outside of the club rooms, just thinking outside of the box and giving them opportunities this is one of the things I just wanted to touch on make sure what you're doing is accessible to everybody don't let the program get in the way of a girl achieving I had a pastor or a leader's wife his daughter could not pass the test and I said what do you mean she can't pass the test she's done all the work and she goes she can't write the verses out and keep. I said 
Does she know the verses? Can she sing the verses? Can she speak the verses? She said, no, that would make her too nervous. I said, if you gave her the verses on index cards, could she put them in order? She goes, yep, she could do that. I said, then do it. She passed the test. You know, um, it's not, they don't want it to be in the way. I included this website, interventioncentral.org. It has ideas to help with behavior. It has ideas on ways that you can modify things um, if you're looking for that. But don't let anything get in the way of that girl feeling loved and accepted and successful. I will say the only problem I've really had these last couple years because I had some girls who had learning disabilities, and so I did modify and said if you could just say the verses to me, you know, I would let. So then I think once they realized that I was modifying or you remember, I think I discussed this prior to, I think maybe at a pilot or something, we might have talked about it, where you're just like, you know, sometimes you can give them a break and let them study. Well, now for two years, I've had kids come in and I can tell they haven't studied. And it's very frustrating, you know, where, so now I'm kind of like, I've kind of set this rule like, okay, if I can tell you're not studied, then you can't finish the test and you can come back next week and try it. But I just, sometimes I think they can take advantage. A good object lesson for your kiddos is uh, that see that and even wonder why it's happening. You can, um, we do at the beginning of the year, every year with my kids, um, I give, I have them all come up with something that's wrong with them. My stomach hurts, my head hurts, I hurt my finger, I broke my leg, and they all have to come up and tell me something different, and I hand them all a Band-Aid. And they're like, why are you giving me a Band-Aid? I said, my head hurts. I said, well, everybody just gets a Band-Aid. And so they, I, we talk about how when you see something that's getting something different from you, everybody really needs to get what they need. You didn't need a Band-Aid, maybe you needed to go to the doctor. Maybe you really needed nothing, but I handed you a Band-Aid instead. And my kids all go... Whenever somebody says, well, that's not fair, they, my whole room goes, Band-Aid. Because <laughs> they just know that everybody gets what they need. And that's just a quick way to make a point. With It doesn't take much time, and Band-Aids aren't that expensive. So it's a quick way. Um, another idea thing I threw, so these were up on the Ohio page, just some different ways to present your awards, because let's face it, nobody wears a sash. <laughs> I didn't, you, you know. still have sashes. I mean, what are some clever ways to do the badges? My church is currently doing this with the pins and the stickers, and the girls love it. And actually what they've done is hung a paper sash on the wall, and they pin it to the sash. And it has their name on it, so it's similar to, but... Um, we only do it for awards. Yeah. So it seems kind of sad to put all this money into a sash and sewing them all on. Well, that's why we went, and they like making the pins, and they like making the bottle caps, so they actually make their own award when they've earned it, and they get to pin it to the thing, and they like that hands-on, I earned this, I made it, I get to hang it on my thing. We had a new um, leader that's just taken over the friends class, and she made a shadow box, Mm -hmm. and she actually put the necklace on with their first uh, charm, and then she made pins, and each charm on a pin. And she, so now she's got a bunch at the bottom where they can, as they earn the, the charm, she can, they can I've seen shadow boxes. I've seen 
um, where they've sewn badges on a blanket, which to me I think, oh, they get to cover up with God's word. <laughs> um, I've seen pillows, anybody's picture frames. Um, Added their pins on there. Um, one group. One group was actually doing. A, it was a cover either for the Bible or their electronic device. It was an older group that they would read their Bible on, and they could attach their. I think it was girls only because it was those pins that you go. What do you do with those pins? <laughs> Shadow boxes. Anything else? You gotta let go. <laughs> like because you know, even like when you think about Girl Scouts and all this other stuff and the badges and you know, it's like a something even as a parent, like at the end I always laid that all out like when my kids graduated or even when the girls finish, like girls only, I give a big giant table and everything they achieve they're allowed to bring in. And so when you don't present a sash or when you don't you know, how often are these girls going to keep these little bottle caps for, you know, five, six, you know, however long it takes them to get through the program? To be honest with you, it all depends on what it means to them. Yeah. yeah. It's also understanding the culture, and I say that in the sense that I have a 15 year old and I have a 10 year old, and I have way more pictures of my 15 year old because we were not in a digital age 15 years ago. And I don't have as much printed out, and I don't have as much on paper. So it's not just in the church world that's going that okay, way. I mean, it's, it's hard to let it go, though. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But just know we're not failing them because that's where they are in life as well, if it's any consolation. Well, the sash, I mean, they don't wear them. They hang on the, the thing in the classroom. What good are they? They do wear them. They wear them wrong. Well, that's why a lot of churches have went, and my church does these hang on the wall, and then when they move up, they take them with them, and they have them to display as a keepsake. And if they do, they do. If they don't, they it all. They take the badge and put it on a bottle cap. This is the sti- This is actually cheaper. It's the sticker. You get a whole sheet of the sticker, and you stick the sticker inside the bottle cap. You can get the bottle cap- caps for cheap at the craft store right now. Go to the jewelry section for the bottle caps. Oh, okay. I know where you There's a little. There's a little loop up there that you can't see. Inexpensive is a better word. Time's up. Oh, thank you.